My name is Tom Wortham. I am the principal at Barrett Traditional Middle School in Louisville, Kentucky. I'm Amy Streit. I'm the academic instructional coach. Jefferson County Public Schools recognize the need for improvement around racial equity in our district, and a piece of that work was a charge for each school to develop a racial equity plan. So we began by looking at an analysis of potential inequities using school report card data to look for areas where inequities existed. We decided to really hone in on the disparity in academic achievement between our black students and their white peers because that was persistent over many years. We try to approach all of our strategies and initiatives with a strong basis in research. So we used John Hattie's research focused on educator efficacy, and that led us to culturally responsive teaching practices. We knew we wanted to eventually, long-term, be able to move to a place where culturally responsive teaching becomes a part of our culture and is more of a philosophy than a list of discrete strategies. But we also felt strongly that we needed to start with something concrete to give them examples of what that could look like in a classroom. Our district provided us with an equity framework that guides teachers into building more equity into their lessons. So things as simple as there are multiple viewpoints reflected in the content of the unit or lesson, or the materials and resources are reflective of diverse identities and experiences for students, or the unit or lesson addresses power relationships and historical dynamics. A big part of our initial emphasis was on this idea of windows and mirrors. So making sure that the lessons and the instruction that we have are providing windows so that we can see into another culture and also mirrors so that we can see our own cultures reflected back to us. When we were preparing to introduce this work to the staff, we knew that it would be difficult. So as a leadership team, we prepared in advance. Our district offered strong opportunities for professional learning and one in particular, our entire staff went together to a racial equity institute. There were choices involved for teachers in terms of their breakout sessions. So if they wanted to go to sessions that focus on implicit bias or sessions that focus on culturally responsive teaching strategies, teachers were able to come back and share what they learned with the rest of the staff. We knew that we would need to provide a lot of support and feedback to teachers throughout the year. We have a cultural proficiency walkthrough that we developed in collaboration with our district leadership so that we can walk in and look for those specific culturally responsive teaching strategies and provide feedback on how we're seeing evidence of change. I think probably the biggest benefit of implementing a racial equity plan here has, has been that our teachers have become more aware of the reasons for the achievement gap. And, and they have a better understanding of how to address issues related to color and culture and other factors of diverse populations that have just gone unrecognized for so long. And so the result is that it's creating a natural process of understanding and inclusion for our staff when they're designing lessons and then implementing them. We know that we are still in the very early stages of this work, but we also have evidence that our strategies are improving things for our kids. We have improvements in our school survey data that show students have increased sense of belonging. In addition to that, we have strong results from our state accountability system, which measures achievement gap as part of our star rating. We did not lose any stars for achievement gap this year. 
anytime that the conversation gets difficult or uncomfortable, it's helpful to be able to come back and say, this is working. It's working for our students. It's giving our students what, what they need. And it's helpful to have that evidence that their efforts are paying off. If you are starting this work, one of the most important things is making sure that you have credible leaders on the equity inclusion team that are going to lead the charge, uh, teachers that are well-respected amongst the staff and have built credibility over time, uh, as well as, as making sure that you have the right people at the table to start the conversation, having strong, healthy culture and climate, doing some work in advance to make sure that you're building the culture and climate so that, that people have the trust relationship they need to be able to have uncomfortable conversations uh, is really critical. So making sure those things are in place first would be essential. I think the hardest part has been making sure that this work stays in the foreground when there are so many other competing initiatives. So making sure that teachers feel like this is a cohesive part of our work moving forward and not something separate or different, and helping them see how the pieces fit together, whether we're talking about providing intervention for struggling students, providing services for gifted and talented students, making sure that core tier one instruction is strong, whatever it is, racial equity is a thread that weaves through all of it. My advice for schools moving forward is really simple. You have to start. You have to start somewhere. We can no longer push these tough topics aside. We have to address them head on, even if it means uncomfortable conversations. And I think that's the only way we're going to make progress. I do believe we have to go in with the mindset that success comes in a lot of different ways. And it's not always measured through an immediate outcome. So ultimately, my advice is to stay the course, get good at it, and then expect success. And I believe if you do those things, then you'll make a tremendous difference in the lives of your kids.